Welcome to the Loving Truth Podcast, where it's all about finding clarity, confidence, and peace in the face of marriage challenges. And now your host, relationship expert and certified master life coach, Sharon Pope. Hello, loves. This is Sharon Pope, and this is The Loving Truth. I want to explore today an understanding of why you cheated. Now, this is super important. If there's been infidelity in your relationship and you're trying to heal it and remain together somehow, whether it was you that cheated or your partner that cheated, this is really important work. And so I want to dive into it in detail today. If you're the one that cheated, understanding why you cheated is really important so that you understand yourself. And so you understand your own motivations so that you can make more conscious choices in the future and you can trust yourself, right? That's really important. It's also important to understand if your partner has cheated, you need to understand why they cheated and what the motivating factors were because above all else, you want to make sure it's not going to happen again. I mean, understanding that your partner has cheated is just debilitating and it's so, so hurtful. And so we don't want to keep walking through that over and over and over again, right? That's always the question is that once that trust has been eroded, how can I trust that it's not going to happen again? That is the big looming question whenever there's infidelity and a marriage is trying to heal after that infidelity. Now, I want to share with you the story. Uh, It's not really the story. It's just a few sentences from a member inside my membership, The Decision. And this person said, I'll call her Julie. Her name is not Julie, but here's what she said. My husband keeps asking for a reason why I had the affair. And every time he asks me, I have a slightly different answer because I don't know exactly what happened or why I had that affair. Do I have to have a reason or will I ever really know why I did that? And here's what I want you to realize. There's essentially three different big buckets of reasons why people will have affairs, why they'll cheat. And as I go through these, I want you to try them on for size a little bit. And as long as you're being honest with yourself, you'll know if that rings true for you or not. Okay? But these are the the general big three. The first one is there is a percentage of people that will never be monogamous. Research says it's around 12% of people that are serial cheaters. Like, there doesn't have to be anything wrong in the marriage for them to cheat. They're just going to cheat because... They want different types of experiences and they want different partners. And so they might claim that they're going to be monogamous, but they're not really. So that's the 12%. Maybe that is your story. Maybe that is your spouse's story. I don't know. But for the most part, people that find their way to me fall into one of these other two buckets or a little bit of both of these other two buckets. So another bucket to consider is there's something missing in the marriage and you're able to find that or create that with a new partner somewhere else. So for instance, if you are lacking affection and connection or being understood and really seen in your marriage, then inevitably there is someone that is going to be able to press that button or check that box for you. And then it becomes an affair because that's what's missing. And I don't want you to ignore that. Because what that tells you is that that's what your heart longs to feel and experience inside your most intimate relationship. That's really important. Now, it doesn't mean that a fair partner meets all the other needs, right? He may 
be able to help you feel understood and really seen, but he can't hold down a job to save his life, right? So he, he doesn't provide any of the stability that maybe your husband does. But there's something missing. It's important. So don't overlook it. It now, if, if you're going to heal the relationship, it now needs to be a part of the new version of your marriage. And I know that that's going to feel like a stretch, but I, I always say like, pay attention to those things that are missing that you feel like you got from your affair partner, because that is that knowledge, that awareness is a real gift to you because it helps you understand what your heart really longs for. And that means it's got to become a part of any intimate relationship that you're having. Okay. And then the last bucket and stay here with me because this is, this one is not as obvious. This is when we're not necessarily running from our, our marriage or our spouse. We're more running from who we've become. So this happens a lot for women, but it's not exclusive to women. Think about it like this. In your marriage, you're a wife and a mother. And you probably do great at being a mother, and maybe you're somewhere on that continuum of greatness in terms of being a wife, okay? But there's a whole other part of you that sometimes gets abandoned, and that's you as a woman. And that woman has passions and dreams and desires for herself and her life. And sometimes that gets shut down, particularly once you start having kids, because our lives as women and nurturers and caretakers is to take care of everyone else. And then we neglect and abandon that part of ourselves. And that part of ourselves doesn't just go away. It wants to be expressed. And sometimes it's going to have its day. It's going to have a voice. And sometimes that gets expressed inside of an in affair. And so what we're drawn to is who we get to be with that other person, with that other relationship, right? If I get to be a woman that, let's just say, like, I get to be a woman who enjoys intimacy, who enjoys sex, but in my marriage, I have to be the caretaker and the nurturer and make sure everyone else's needs are met and the bills are paid and all those things, right? Those are very different pieces of me. And they're all important, right? But I haven't fully expressed this other part of me inside my marriage. And that's what's wanting to be expressed. And it gets expressed sometimes through an affair, okay? So those are kind of the big three buckets. But I also genuinely appreciate what, what Esther Perel says, where she basically says, look, people are going to cheat for one of two reasons, if it's a bad marriage, right? If they're not serial cheaters and something is broken in the marriage, they're going to cheat so that they can remain in the marriage or they're going to cheat to blow up the marriage in sort of a passive aggressive way, right? So let's talk about those two things because that might not be obvious to make sense of. So cheat to remain in a bad marriage? What do you mean, Sharon? If it's a bad marriage, why would you cheat to remain in it? Well, if I'm not fulfilled in my marriage, but I've got a little side fling, well, that, that meets some needs for me that allows me to endure the emptiness of what is inside my marriage. It's how I can get my needs met across two different people, right? This is not exclusive to men, but this is more 
likely the reason for men to cheat than for women to cheat. Now, women, where we cheat, we are more likely to cheat in order to blow up a bad marriage because we're so afraid of having the direct conversations of this is not working. I'm really scared. I don't know what this means. What if this doesn't last? What if I never get my needs met? All of, we're, we're so afraid to express any of that and give that life that it's just easier to find ourselves, which we don't really find ourselves, but somewhere along the way, we had to make that decision to not step away when we started to have feelings, to not question it, and then get involved in a relationship with someone. And so we're using it as a way to blow up the marriage, essentially, but without actually doing it, without actually just having the conversation and saying, this is not working for me, right? So I want you to think about on which end of that scale, if you had to choose, if it had to tip one way or the other, even if it's only by 1%, was it more because you wanted you needed to remain in a bad marriage, you, weren't, you didn't have any intention of leaving or fixing it, or did you cheat so that you could kind of blow up the marriage, but indirectly, in a sort of sly, subtle way, okay? So think about that. Now, understanding why you cheated is going to require you to get introspective, right? This is not like just ask the question and it will come. This is like, you're going to have to sit with this a little bit. And so I want you to consider doing a few journaling prompts. I want you to write it down. And here's the reason why. When you write something down, you are making sense of your inner world and putting it into the outer world, right? If you just think about something, like we all have those things that we ruminate on over and over and over again. Maybe it's like, this is never going to work. I can't believe he did that. I'm never going to be able to trust him again. Whatever. Like there's something that you're ruminating on. And when you just leave it up in your brain, you can spin around in that same sentence, like some version of that same sentence, 300 times without even realizing that it's happening. And it, for some reason, happens at 2 o'clock in the morning for me. (laughs) Um, That's when I ruminate on things. But when you get it out on paper, it's like you give it somewhere to land. You're not going to write the same sentence 300 times. I promise you, you're not going to do that because you're, you're having to make sense of it and you're giving it a place to go. And once it gets expressed, you don't feel the need to keep expressing it over and over and over again. Whereas when you leave it just up in your mind and it never gets expressed out, or even if it gets expressed, like let's say you're talking to your girlfriend, you sort of keep saying the same story over and over, whether it's with your sister and then your best friend and telling the story over and over. But when you have to write it, when you have to journal about it, you're going to be much more succinct and you're going to be able to understand what's going on inside of you a little bit better. Okay, so I want to give you three journaling prompts that can help you to understand what's going on for you so that you can answer the question for yourself and your partner um, why this happened. Okay, the first is what was I seeking? That's the first question to explore and journal about. Okay, remember the, the writing it down is important. You can burn it later if you don't want anyone to find it, whatever, but write it down. What was I seeking? to be desired, to feel desire in my own life, affection, 
maybe sex, maybe validation. I don't know. Like, what is it that I was seeking? Maybe a feeling of closeness or being seen and understood. What if it's validation or appreciation or even, this is one that is is common for men, is admiration, right? There's There's been a lot of studies on men cheating, and I've been looking at a lot of those studies lately. Um, because of some teachings that I'm doing. But one of the things was that was said over and over and over again by men was she admired me or she showed some appreciation for who I am as a person that I don't get at home. And so, for instance, um, let's say that the woman might say to him, like, wow, you're just, you seem like just an amazing man. Your wife is really lucky. Your family is really lucky. You do a lot for your family. You work really hard. But then he never hears that at home. And that makes him lean into the admiration that he's feeling, the, the emotion that he's feeling on the receiving end of that sentiment, right? So that's where we get vulnerable to in an affair. Okay. The next question is, what am I running from? There might be something you're running from. Sometimes you might even be running from closeness. I have a client where his wife was having sex with a lot of men, and it was pretty random. So it wasn't like she was creating affair relationships. She wasn't creating relationships, but she was most certainly betraying the marriage over and over and over again. And that tells me that you're just running. You're running from yourself, and you're running from, like, you don't want to be seen. You don't want to have that closeness. So sometimes that's it. It's a matter of I'm using it to hide or to run away from something that I don't want to feel in my experience. I might be running away from my life, the monotony of my life, of working and paying bills and figuring out what's for dinner yet another night. Like I might be running from that. I might have a feeling of, is this all there is? I might be running from the stress of my life. Sometimes people will say, the reason that I cheated is because I was under a tremendous amount of stress, say at work or with my kids or something like that. Um, You might be running from your spouse, right? If your spouse is hurting you over and over and over again, one of the reasons you might find yourself in an affair is because you're running from that relationship. So look at what am I running from and explore that for yourself, okay? And then the last question I want to offer is, what parts of me do I not show in my marriage that I showed in the relationship with the affair partner? What are those parts of me that are sort of hidden or tucked away that I, that I never really let come out um, over here in my marriage? What are the desires that I buried and pretended that they didn't matter, that they weren't important? when now I know that they are. So I really want you to explore and journal about those three questions. I think that that will help you understand yourself better. It's really, really important. And I started here, but I want to reiterate this. It's important for you so that you can trust yourself. But it is also critical for your partner because their looming question is, what if it happens again? I can't let this happen again. How can I trust it won't happen again? And if you're the one that cheated, 
your words, like you just saying, like, it will never happen again is not enough anymore because that trust was broken. And when you're the one that breaks the trust, it is on you to rebuild that trust. Okay. So, so (laughs) they need to know it's not going to happen again. So let's take the example of, I cheated because I was super stressed at work. Well, if you're not doing any work around that or getting equipped with better ways to manage your stress, then why should they believe that next time you get stressed, you're not just going to cheat, right? If that was the cause, and this is the answer, then next time you get stressed, why would you do something else? Or even if you don't cheat, if you're not, if you don't know how to handle your stress and you don't know how to manage that in a productive way, then you might turn to gambling. You might turn to porn. You might turn to alcohol and over drinking, right? Like you, you'll turn to something else to run from the experience of your life that you're not equipped to face. And that's what your partner needs to know, right? And it's a valid question. There's a lot of questions that we shouldn't ask when it comes to affairs, which we'll talk about on another episode, I'm sure. But the question of why is one that you both need to know. So don't bypass that answer. You got to know why. All right. Seek to understand yourself and then open that up, open your heart up to your partner. And that is the path through which a relationship can heal after an affair. All right. I hope that was helpful. I hope it gave you something to think about. Until next time, take really good care. If you're listening to this podcast because you're struggling to decide whether to stay or go in your marriage, and you're serious about finding that answer, it's time to book a truth and clarity session with a member of my team. On the call, we'll discuss where you are in your marriage and explore if there's a fit for you and I to work together so you can make and execute the right decision for you and your marriage. Go to clarityformymarriage.com to fill out an application now. That's clarityformymarriage.com. If you've been stuck and struggling in your marriage for years or even decades, and you're serious about finding the confidence, clarity, and peace you desire, it's time to book a Truth and Clarity session with a member of my team. On the call, we'll discuss where you are in your marriage and whether I can help you come to a decision about how to move forward and guide you through every step of that difficult journey. Go to clarityformymarriage.com to fill out an application now. That's clarityformymarriage.com dot com.